Hey, it's Adam. This is Wabi Sabi Podcast. Yes, it's been a month since my last episode with Joe Hollier, co-founder of Light, talking about smartphone addiction and the Light Phone as an antidote to that. Thanks so much for bearing with me. Apologies for the gap in time since the last episode. Uh, As you know, a lot of life happens. I run this show by myself. Um, And in the last month, I turned 36. I got sick. Um, You know, that feeling, that special birthday feeling of when you have the eyes of the universe gazing upon you is definitely a special feeling. And anyway, all that being said, thanks for... Um, listening to the show, if you're new, welcome. Uh, I believe this is episode 18 or 19. I should know, but I also like not keeping count specifically. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. Hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I do. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Leave a review in iTunes or reach out to me on Instagram at Wabi Sabi Podcast. Last thing to add before we jump into the show, please check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wabi Sabi Podcast. Super excited to share this week's guest with you, Jeffrey Thelen, who hails from the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, which is on the other side of the U.S. of A., especially here in Los Angeles. Jeff is a fellow visual artist I met through the Instagram art community. You could find his work at T-E-Y-L-E-E-N. And Jeff has embarked on an amazing, expansive project, uh, posting a new original design every day for 10 years. It's really amazing. Uh, especially if you want to explore the work, if you go back and scroll back into his earlier posts to see the evolution of this work. Uh, All the work is done on iPhone using a collection of apps as an ecosystem to really utilize uh, the phone as a canvas. Anyway, I won't go too much into that, because you will definitely enjoy the conversation. Uh, Check out Jeff on Instagram. You could also um, support his Patreon, as well as mine, patreon.com slash Taylene. That's T-E-Y-L-E-E-N. To help support his journey as an artist and a dad and an amazing human. So without further ado, here's Jeff. Yeah, man. Thank you. Welcome to Wabi's Happy Podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is actually uh, the first podcast I've ever done, and I'm I'm really excited. How exciting! Yay! I also watched the the intro for the the podcast uh, with your your son and with my daughter. Oh, your daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, my son has long or had long hair, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we and we can't we can't keep her hair long like at all. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was so cute. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so I'm, I'm, uh, any second now my kettle is going to finish oh, heating up great. water, even though today here is going to be like probably almost like 33 or four degrees Celsius. Mm. It's going to be, it's going to be roasty. Where are you from? Well, we're from, uh, we're from Los Angeles. Oh, cool. But <clears throat> I, I spend enough time in, in, you know, places like London and the UK where it's like, okay, everybody uses Celsius. I should really start to understand. Yes, I, <laughs> I do agree. I also you know, think the metric system just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was also looking at some of your, your tea setup and I am very, very intrigued and jealous because it looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, I, yeah, one of these, one of these days, like somehow in person, either we visit. You're in Montreal, correct? I so badly wish that was true. I <laughs> I live uh, in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Well, you're in Virginia. Yes. Why did I think you were in Canada? Well, I spent a few months in Seattle. For a little while, <laughs> it's in Washington, sort of close to our northerly neighbors. Um, mm -hmm. I can become a Canadian if somehow you sense that. My dad, we realized, well, my, my grandfather, he, he was Canadian, uh, born in Canada. And then we figured out with the laws, all of his descendants... Can be we can all become Canadian citizens, right? Every first generation yeah. born out of the country is entitled to one, yeah, citizenship. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I understood what you said, but when we looked up, when we looked it up. It was like my dad can become a citizen, and then all my siblings and I can become citizens, and even my son can become a citizen if I become right, one. Right, right. So right. maybe one day I will live in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would like that a lot. That sounds better than Virginia. Have you been I haven't been there oh, actually. Have no, you been there? Mm -mm. The closest no. I've gotten is um Niagara Falls. But Okay. That's I guess it's close and that's fairly close. Yeah, it's like uh there's like two sides to Niagara Falls, the uh the US side and then the, and the Canadian. Canada side. Yeah. People okay. say the Canada side is a lot better. I don't know. I'm sure it is. <laughs> As with most <laughs> things in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're okay. So hold that thought for give me 12 seconds. Okay. While I can I do fill it. up this kettle. I'll be right back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. I actually got a loose leaf tea kettle uh, not so long ago because I really wanted to get into making loose leaf tea. I just think it looks so relaxing and so lovely. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out, I got overwhelmed trying to look for tea leaves and stuff, I think. And I haven't been able to, to it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a rabbit hole. It's definitely an Alice in Wonderland kind of a universe Yeah, to get lost in and to be overwhelmed by, you know, most importantly, right. I think. Um, But that's nice. I mean, that you, I mean, you know, the, I think you're maybe almost, you're almost 
I don't know what number specifically is. You're probably like the 17th or 18th. Um, oh, guest nice. I've had on the show. Very cool. So it's still, it's still somewhat new. Um, it's still a muscle that I'm getting acquainted with. Oh yes. And, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, but the focus, the focus has always been whether we're in person or I'm speaking to someone <clears throat> in, <laughs> right. in Virginia yeah. or Montreal or Berlin. Uh-huh. Um, to have to have tea as a sort of the vehicle for conversation. Yeah. I find it to be tea. tea I think tea is, uh, I found to be the most, the quintessential social lubricant. I have to agree. Yeah. It's wonderful. And I, and I would love to someday be in person drinking tea together. I think that could definitely happen. Yep. Yeah. Because I think probably our life trajectory will take us back out West at some point. Have you ever, um, have you, oh, so you said you spent time in Seattle, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were like there for three months and we loved, uh-huh. and we loved it. It was great. Uh-huh. I think, it, I think, uh, I think we would be much happier there in a lot of ways out West, uh-huh. just more, uh, just around people that think like us and mm-hmm. have the same values. It would be nice. <laughs> what is what is your experience of of Virginia? So you're in Virginia, not West Virginia, correct? Yeah, yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, I was born here, and I've lived mm-hmm. here most of my life. Um, yeah, uh, we. I've kind of grew up, grown up, grew up in like sort of the middle of nowhere. Um, we were like thirty minute drive to like anything. Um. So I really grew up like just kind of playing in the woods and with my my brother and sisters, um, which was great. I have very very fond memories of growing up, running around in the woods and stuff. Well, that sounds magical. I mean, growing up like a city city kid. I mean, the thought of growing up in the wood or growing up closer to nature or or more yes in touch with nature sounds sounds like the way that i i feel like i should be raising my daughter (laughs) well it's funny i i i feel like the same way with my son um because yeah we we're like now kind of more in like a small town where we went to college um but i don't know it feels Things just, it just feels like so much scarier now when it's like your own kid. Um, sure. But we, when we go back to visit my parents who live about like a, an hour and a half from us, um, we'll, we'll like, me and my son Riley will like run around in the woods and do the things like I used to do when I was like his age or actually a little older than him because um, he's only four. But it's really fun because there's like some, some of the forts I made when I was like eight are still like out in the woods. And we can find them. Amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. It feels really special. Wow. That's cool because my daughter, Cora, is also four. She just turned four in July. Oh, really? Yeah. Riley just turned four in uh, mid-August. So, yeah, wow. very close. So, we both had a quite a 2015. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was exciting. <laughs> I, we, we were, uh, yeah, my um, my wife and I were actually still in college when we had Riley, mm-hmm. which was 
quite a roller coaster. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I think I stayed an extra semester. And yeah, she was, uh, I think we had Riley during my wife's like senior year of school. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Wow. I mean, I've only heard stories of folks, if not getting married, but having, having kids while they're still at uni. Yeah, that wasn't really our plan. We always wanted to get married young because my wife and I have known each other since we were like in elementary school. Yeah. Um, wow. And then we started dating middle school. Um, she was Rapunzel and I was Rapunzel's prince in the school mm-hmm. play. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now our fate is sealed. Right. Um, not really. Um, we did, we dated, if you can call it dating, actually, I wasn't even allowed to have a girlfriend. Um, so I, I like sent her an email and I was like, hypothetically speaking, if I could have a girlfriend, would you be my girlfriend? (laughs) Wow. And that's how we started dating. Um, and then we broke up and we dated each other's best friends and stayed friends. And then we got back together at the end of high school. And then we were like, let's now our now our fates are (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were like now yeah let's be crazy let's just get married young and start our life and that's what we did it sounds it was so yeah it sounds so i don't want to put it on a pedestal whatsoever you know yeah (laughs) like but it sounds so like idyllic it it was in in a lot of ways we also um got married um so my grandparents live right next door to us um in between the two houses there's like six acres of of land and like a ton of woods um and my grandma she couldn't really like move around um uh very well so we decided um uh so she could see the wedding we had the wedding in the woods in front of their house so she could sit on the porch with binoculars and see the wedding um, so we had to like clear out the woods, take down a bunch of trees. And like, we made, me and my dad made benches for 200 people and like a little arbor, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was, re- and we did it kind of all ourselves. It was very, um, uh, I don't know, very, very meaningful. It was like our, we, we did it all kind of ourselves. Did you watch the movie Big Fish? Uh, you know, I don't actually know if I have seen Big Fish, but I've, Heard that over and over, the movie over and over, yeah. Yeah, this Tim Burton movie. I mean, that what you just described just sounds like a scene out of that, like some, like, like shaping, shaping the world around, around your collective experience, plus including your grandma, like who has to stay on the porch. Like, yeah, it's amazing. it sounds amazing. It was. It was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we were. Uh, I think my wife was, was she might, I think she was 19 and I was 20 because we actually, when we went on our honeymoon, we went to like Florida and my aunt had this timeshare. So we could get like this resort for like only 700 bucks, which we were so excited about. We got there at like really late and they actually wouldn't even let us check in because we weren't old enough. Wow. So we had to like call all our families and like get someone who was over 25 to put 
put a card on file in case something happened so we could go on our honeymoon. <laughs> Apparently the world, yeah, the rest of the world is like, we don't, we don't believe you if you're under 25, yeah. if you're getting married yeah. under 25. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm not really an advocate for getting married uh, very young, but it did work out for us. But I think... I don't know. We kind of have a special story because we knew each other for so long. Yeah. And so you're both experiencing parenthood at, I guess, objectively a young age. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 26. I have a four-year-old. Yeah. Uh, And your wife is 25, 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah. She's 25. She'll be 26 Uh in October. Um, Yes. It. It's been overwhelming, but but of course, very beautiful, meaningful experience. Uh, it's hard to not wish uh, that you know we were like farther along and more established, kind of in our life. But I think in a lot of ways we are very lucky, and we are still giving Riley like a very special childhood because yeah, both my wife and I we work from home. Um, so we get to be there with him and yeah, I get to be like a big part of his life every day, which is great. That's, that's, yeah, you can't, you can't put a price on that. I don't think, yeah, I, yeah, no one can. I agree. And I think it, uh, so much right now feels very overwhelming, uh, in our life, but I think we're going to look back and like this be some like the best times we've had. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can say from my experience, I have about, I'm turning 36 in a few weeks and I, there is a way in which I maybe a couple of years ago was, was feeling even, even now to a degree, like, Oh, I wish I had a better act together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And, or it was, you know, uh, you know, a better, uh, had a better financial footing yeah. in the world, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I too, you know, both my partner and I, so we're not married, but we, I guess we, according to California, you know, maybe according to the state, we are probably common law married. Nice. Because we've lived together for so long. Um, and we have a child and all these things. And so, yeah. Depending on who I'm speaking to, like sometimes I'll refer to her as my partner or my wife. Right. It's like kind of, it's sort of right. the same. There's no sort of distinction. Yeah. I mean, there. When I stop and reflect and actually look at it, there are distinctions between wife and partner, clearly. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, since we did get married so young, we actually like when we look back on it now, we we're like, I don't know that we would have gotten married if we were the people now. Like we we would have stayed together. Um, and been together forever, but it wouldn't have been quite as important to like have that uh, like ceremony and title as it as it was to us then. I don't know. Yeah, we're just different people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's beautiful what you guys are doing as well. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, but the point, the, I guess, the point of my commenting on what you were saying is even even further down. <laughs> even further down the line, it's like, well, I wish 
I had, you know, things set up better or better, better systems in place, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're, we're also both freelancers. Mm-hmm. You know, my partner's like an educator and body worker and writes and just, this is quite a force, you know, in, yeah. in the universe. And, and, um, so to, so similarly to be able to, um, be maybe a little bit, um, thrift with with money and uh but more sort of like rich with time mm-hmm. uh, means means we get to be um you know ultra present i mean just yes if you count the hours of the day yeah i am i'm near my daughter as much as humanly possible right having you know being able to work from home or work close by that kind of thing which is again you can't put a price on that yeah um it's really magical um i i'm always really interested to to touch on a couple of like what's your experience of you know being a dad mm-hmm. but also being a creative i i'd love to go into stuff like that yeah i would love as to well within this conversation i i feel like i'm being that this is our very first conversation and it's also, you know, within the container of the show and it's like on the record, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm really, I'm really curious about like your, your origin story. Mm. Like I'm, I've, I stumbled onto your work through, you know, the universe of Instagram and I've, I've used Instagram in a similar way as a sort of a living gallery in a way to connect with other uh, digital artists because again I look at your work and I I see a lot of what I was I think trying to do like seven years ago nice I found I found Pixite apps yeah am- amongst other uh, tools and sort of had this ecosystem of uh, you know, the sort of symphony, like a, like a orchestra of, of apps that I would use together to create pieces of art, whether it's manipulated photos or just you using, you know, everything, like having a component here and throw it into, you know, using matter app and tangent mm-hmm. app and fragment app and so on and so forth. And all within, within iPhone, I know that you work mostly a lot of with uh, iPad as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's so exciting to see someone, uh, at least what I understand in terms of you, like really taking that concept and just running with it. Like you're you're creating, you're in the midst of this sort of an era, a dynasty of like time where it's like you're making a piece yes. every single day for. And it's interesting you say that like that because that is uh exactly kind of how it feels like to me it's like uh this is like uh it's like a chapter <laughs> sort of of my story uh yeah. for for people who aren't familiar with the project uh i decided to make a, a new art piece using just my iphone for 10 years straight um 10 years straight yeah which is nuts <laughs> which is absolutely uh wild like it it, it it does feel scary to me as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess to get to my origin story a little bit, I 
I've always been interested in, in like shapes and color. Um, like when I was very little, I have, and I'm lucky enough that I still have some of the drawings I made. Um, but yeah, when I was little, I, I would, I would, I remember just like taking a little piece of, like even like a note card and taking a box of crayons and just like, um, making kind of blobs of color on it yeah. until the whole page was filled up and it was just so relaxing. Um, and there was like a feeling that sort of accompanied that kind of work that I, that I just loved. Um, so that kind of continued on throughout my life in various ways that I wasn't even really, I guess, like that practice, at least I wasn't really conscious of it growing up. But when I look back now, it's kind of like, it's so interesting how that was always there. Um, sure. because like when I was like little, it was like, I was doing it a lot on pages and just having fun, you know, as kids do. Um, and then when I went to school, it, um, slowed down a little bit, but if I look through like, a um, a math binder in like of mine from middle school, which I've yeah. never been very good at math. Um, I had, um, I guess I must, I must still have it to some degree, but I struggled with dyslexia um, mm -hmm. growing up. Um, yeah. So I like, I was pretty late to learn to, to read and write. And I almost got like held back in second grade and things like that. Um, so school has been like a little bit of a struggle, but I've always done like pretty well. Um, anyway, if you look back at this, like a math binder from middle school, it's like filled with geometric designs all on the margins of the pages. Um, yeah. Like I was always just doodling like my, my, like uh, my natural kind of like brain state. Yeah. It was just like, it just flowed. It just kind of fl like flowed out of me. Yeah. Um, and then, then in high school, I was still doing some of that, but I mean, it really was just like something I did like, doodling like I never thought I was an artist or never really did so many artistic things growing up I was way more into making movies with my friends um and most of those movies are still up on YouTube to this day which is a treat mm -hmm. um and it's funny because like since my wife has known me since forever like that's like the person she fell in love with like the weird person making these YouTube videos and they're all still mm -hmm. there. So we will go down those rabbit holes and be like, wow, this stuff is crazy. This is so silly. <laughs> um, but to also have it like there, like it's not like in a folder on a computer it's yes. like on YouTube. <laughs> and then my son will yeah. watch them now. And it's like, this is why I made these videos. Like this is like to see him like think they're funny. It's like, yeah, this is very special. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't until, uh, college that I really started thinking about doing creative things again. I went to college to become uh, an elementary school teacher. Um, and then I think after like my first year of that, someone told me about design, this thing called industrial design, where you get to like make stuff. And I was like, this sounds amazing. I love making things. Um, so I switched into that major, started doing creative things, loving it. Um, and then it was around that time I got my first iPhone. And I... Sorry, this is high school or uni? What is it? This, this, is, time? this is college now. College, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was like an iPhone 4S. 
I actually got it because I have such a terrible sense of navigation. Like, I've lived in Virginia my whole life. I know nothing about how to get around Virginia still. I can retain directions. I have no capacity to uh, for navigational retention. Um, so my, my brought to you by Apple. Yeah. <laughs> my, so my parents were like, "We should get you like a smartphone so you can have maps, so you can get around." Like I think I was trying to get a haircut, and I was like riding my bike, and I like was lost for like two hours trying to get there. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I got it. And then I, but I, I realized quickly, I was like super excited about the camera. Um, so I started taking a bunch of pictures, having fun with it. And then I, then I guess the natural progression was like, okay, I've taken these pictures. Now I like, how can I edit them? So I started doing like regular things. And then I found like an app to put text over a photo. So I did that. And I think I uploaded it to Instagram and I got some message that like I had, I was I was one of the winners for some like contest with a hashtag that I put on the picture. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really cool. I had no idea, you know, things like this existed on Instagram. So I kind of got stuck. I kind of got went down a rabbit hole of like, um, what else are people like doing with iPhones? Like I didn't I wouldn't I didn't I didn't know that um you know there there could have been a contest for like such a thing. Um, and then I started finding that people actually make like art on their iPhones and there was back, I don't know when that was actually, what year would that have been? 2000, I guess it was 2011. Um, that's when I think people were really starting to experiment with like interesting things they could make on their phones. And there was this great, a little community on Instagram of like iPhone only artists that were making all sorts of strange and interesting things. And I fell in love with it all. And I would just like look at people's pictures for hours trying to think how could they have made this, you know, using their phone. And I downloaded like hundreds of apps. Um, And they were like a few weeks where like pretty much the only thing I was doing in between classes was like figuring out how to make something on my phone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's something that just captured, uh, I guess, intrigued me so much about having a full art studio in my pocket. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have a very fast laptop at the time, but I was learning, you know, in school, we were learning how to use the Adobe suite and stuff. So I would have to like, um, go back to the computer lab every night and to use Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff. Um, And I just started like thinking a lot about like, well, but like this thing I can do in Photoshop. I think I just found like there's an app that I could do something similar with. Um, Exactly. And it was like, it is harder and kind of weirder, but it's in my pocket. (laughs) And there's something that was just so fun about that for me that uh, I don't know. I've never, I've never been able to like shake that bug. It's still so interesting to me. And that's really, I guess, how that curiosity is what got me started with like just the idea of like, what could I make just using my phone? Um, And still question that I like love to come back to and try to think new ideas with. Um, But the, I guess the work that I'm doing now 
um yeah started i guess probably like a maybe like a year after i got my first iphone like if you go back all the way on instagram to like the start i have a lot of like my early stuff there um and it was uh a little more experimental um and then it kind of morphed into using a picture i took um of nature and then overlaying some sort of geometric shape or graphic onto it Mm -hmm. um but my yeah my son actually being my son being born was really the impetus that like i don't know if that's the right word uh he was really the thing that kind of pushed me to start doing an everyday project um Mm -hmm. my son had just been born well, not just when he was born in August, I graduated in December of 2015. Um, and I was really trying to think like, what do I want to do with my life? Who do I want to be? Um, so I did like a few things that I had been thinking about for a while. I became a vegetarian. I've been thinking about it since like high school. I just was like, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) I'll become a vegetarian. Um, and then I also decided to start making art every day. And I originally just set out to do it for one year um, because I had, I, I just started realizing I had all of these limiting beliefs about myself and my work. There were like these stories I was telling myself that I think many artists tell themselves things like I can only make art like good art, like maybe once a week or even once a month, or I kind of have to wait till I have, you know, that, that inspiration. A stroke. Yeah. It's a yeah, stroke of genius. And it's like, Oh, there it is. Now I can like quickly get to, you know, my work and make something good. Um, but I guess I wasn't really satisfied with where I was and what I was doing with my work. And I also didn't like those ideas that I like recognized I had about myself. Um, so I decided maybe a good way to challenge that would be just to try to make something every day for a year, even if it's all bad. Um, and then just to see, and also just to see like, how much do I really care about this art? Do I like, would I, would I love it if I had to do it every day? Um, things like that. Um, and it turned out to be a huge success and really one of the best things I think I've ever done. Um, is every day for a year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starting that project. Um, because I learned so much. Um, and I think, yeah, at the beginning I was very, very scared, very nervous. Didn't think I'd be able to make anything good. And I would, I would, uh, I hadn't really like set up, um, kind of like the rules for myself that I have now, but, uh, because I like in the beginning, like the, the, I remember day one, I was like, okay, I'm going to like make like five of these just in case, like I can't come up with something one day. So like I'll have something in storage, uh, but that, <laughs> but that actually like didn't really end up, um, working out. I wasn't happy with that. Um, because then it, like when I went to, I guess, post some of those ones, it felt like I was cheating. It didn't really felt, I didn't, I didn't feel that pressure, you know, to like come up with something and make with something cause I already had done it. Um, so I realized if I want this project to work, the, the goal is to not post something, you know, on Instagram every single day. 
that's just how that's you know that's the vehicle the, the yeah. objective is to make something i'm proud of every day that's that's the practice that's the goal and you know the, the sharing it with people that's just the last step um so i decided to really you know turn it into a daily practice that i had to figure out how to do um and i think that's really where the growth happened cuz the the amount of time it took it takes me to make designs is was interesting in the beginning like some of those first ones like took me you know 5 hours and then the time got uh got shorter and you started bending you started bending time yeah yeah exactly and then i started gaining confidence um it was like it was funny in that first year it was like every single day was a surprise it was like if i made something i was really happy with it would be like okay there's absolutely no way i could do this again tomorrow or maybe ever again like this one is so good i'm really happy with it but i have no confidence that like tomorrow i'm gonna wake up <laughs> isn't it the weirdest, it was it's the weirdest experience of of making making and it's funny to to hear and i don't i don't want to sorry you know what i don't want to interrupt the flow of no, the story i'm gonna save this i'm gonna save this because i want to i want to hear the rest but like there's so much that i i relate to yeah and i i'm <laughs> saying that's why i like to tell the story or tell, say things like this like uh as honestly as i can because i think i think most people who are making anything feel like this um and really what making stuff every day has uh, done for me is like, it just has helped quiet those insecurities and fears. Cause I definitely still feel them like um, even now. So the story continues. I finished, I got today 365. I had started to gain like a little bit of interest around what I was doing um, from other people in the iPhone art community and other artists and people on Instagram and things. Um, and people were like, what are you going to do? You know, what's happening? So I, I decided um, I was getting a little comfortable with making art every day. I've been, I'd done it for a year. Um, but I, and I thought back to the start of the project and what really like kind of helped me, I guess, take a, a leap in my work and gain a little confidence was doing something that really freaked me out saying, I'm going to do it, you know, make something every day for a year. So I thought, what would be something I could do that might scare me again, but also give me focus like this project did? Um, so I basically just decided to do, I was thinking about just going, you know, saying I'll do it for another year, but I decided probably something more interesting to follow along with and also a bigger challenge to myself would just say, I'm continu continuing the project. I'm committing to doing a thousand days in a row. Um, so about three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started that and then I, so I just kept going at day 365, um, uh, today 1000. And I think that, that section from 365 to day 1000 was super hard. Um, there's so much, sure. so many things happened, uh, like in life as well, because we, both graduated college. We moved um, closer to DC. We moved in with um, my wife's grandparents where we lived for two years. I had 
um, I think like three different jobs doing like video work, movie editing and graphic design for a few companies. And they all turned out to be, they were all like very small companies, but they all were like terrible. <laughs> the Like the people I was working with, like were all interesting and it was, yeah, it just like, wasn't a nice, none of those experiences were very uh, easy. Um, and then I quit one of those jobs and moved out West, uh, for an apprenticeship opportunity with the company moment, um, which was a grand adventure, but also absolutely crazy because, um, I'm actually trying to stop saying that word. It was absolutely wild. Um, we, we just moved to Seattle with like one suitcase and, uh, a baby (laughs) <laughs> and we got a um, one month like lease on a an apartment a studio apartment in downtown Seattle that we found on Facebook some guy had moved out of his studio and we basically just like got off the plane got on a uh, a train went to this place downtown met the guy outside for the first time Venmoed him $1,600 and he was like, okay, here's your key. You can stay here for a month. (laughs) And then we emptied our suitcase and walked like a mile to Target and filled it with um, like an air mattress, two plates and like a knife. I mean, not a knife, uh, uh, like two forks and, you know, some cutlery and bought like some sheets. And then we went back to the studio, like inflated our air mattress and like, made spaghetti or something because we we got there and we realized like oh like we literally have nothing like we don't have anything we can cook anything in we don't have anything to eat with we don't have any blankets we have nothing um so that was very very interesting experience so but yeah throughout all of that still making a a you know a piece of art every day um it's i mean it's kind of been, yeah it's, like- it's been the, kind of like the thing that grounds me uh it's like whatever else is happening i'm yeah. going to make this and it i don't know it, yeah. it provides like a a cadence to my days that yeah i have found very uh comforting it's a simultaneous uh it's like a meditation a um a sort of get out of my comfort zone exercise mm-hmm. as you say it's a cadence it's something to either look forward to or to like or maybe begrudge that day oh i gotta do this for yeah. 10 minutes whatever it is mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the story is yeah it's amazing to hear as i've seen the work i may have not have seen every single day sure. but i've i've followed you for i feel like for years yeah not probably for a longer time and it's amazing to hear the backstory, like what was going on while this was happening. Because, I mean, in the in the theme of Wabi Sabi, and I'm no expert mm-hmm. on Wabi Sabi or like, you know, Japanese worldviews or aesthetics. What, what does Wabi Sabi mean? I actually don't know. What does Wabi Sabi mean? <laughs> so as a tangent, <laughs> as a tangent, Wabi Sabi, it is a... a uh, it is a Japanese worldview and aesthetic. Mm. It's an aesthetic worldview of, of seeing things and embracing like imperfection, impermanence, mm. 
you know, like, love that. like, the, like the, like the, like if you put like a piece of like a burl slab live edge piece of wood mm. with all of its wood grain or, or weird, weird. Yes. Just mm-hmm. what makes a piece of wood, a piece of wood next to like an, a MacBook, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the MacBook is sleek, it's precise, it's geometric, it's, there's no, there's no perceivable flaw, mm-hmm. right? But you can, you can love both things for different reasons. I Absolutely. love the piece of wood, right? So, um, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. There, there's so, there's so many, there's so many like metaphors that are firing off in my head with what you're explaining. Like your guys is moving to Seattle with a baby and like getting off the plane, Venmoing the guy like that, that in itself sounds like a work of art. Like, yeah. It, it, no, it, yeah. I mean, not, not, not to, and not to, not to, not to like quantify it as like, well, that, you know, that was just that, mm-hmm. but, um, just to just to sort of try to kind of draw these parallels yeah that you went through these experiences while you're also doing this tab this daily task yeah <laughs> it's like it's, it's mind-blowing the i will also say that the thing none of this would be possible if i was doing it on any other of course using any other medium um because there's there's some heroes of mine like um you know Beeple Crap who's been making you know new uh like art using um, I don't know whatever the 3D software is like Cinema Cinema 4D yeah, yeah, yeah. and all kinds of yeah. like he's been making those for he's I think he's at like 12 years now straight yeah and like he has to use like a laptop at the very least yeah um and like I've heard stories from him where like his like baby is being born and he's like still trying to make a you know design on his laptop and stuff which is like i don't i don't know i don't i wouldn't be able to do what i'm doing if i was using my laptop just like the type of person i am and like the way my life feels yeah the like a lot of um a lot of my designs especially before day 1000 were very much in the cracks of my day um, yeah. And some of those are actually, I think I'm like most happy with because it's really, is also interesting. I've made so many, it feels like I've made so many uh, designs and, and like, I forget them a little bit, but when I see one, it's all, it's like a weird um, time marker in my life. Like I, it will take me back to a moment or it will at least take me back to how I was feeling at that time. I'd be like, oh wow, I remember this one. This one was really tough for me. And like I was really insecure about this. Or it was like, oh, I was on the bus when I was making that. Um Yeah. But yeah, it, it used to be very much kind of in like the found time of my day when I was like sometimes when I was walking to class <laughs> in college or totally. Yeah. Just waiting for things. Um yeah, waiting in a queue somewhere mm-hmm. or sitting in a coffee shop yeah. or something. Um, yeah, and I think that w- that helped me also become very like inspired by just using my iPhone because there would be these like lovely moments where I would be on the bus and I would see like a, you know a ray of light coming through the window, and I'd just like take out my phone, take a picture of it, 
And then, whew, you know, I'm in a totally different world. Put my headphones in. Now I'm making art with this, you know, picture, this little moment I saw on the bus. I didn't, yeah. you don't have to wait till you get home. You don't have to wait for anything. You just, you have an idea and bam, you know, you're doing, you that's, know. That's what I loved about it. I had same thing. And I feel like looking back, I could say that my favorite, my favorite time periods or favorite pieces that I made or like the flow state yes. that I found myself in. Mm-hmm. We're using like an iPhone 4S or a 5. Absolutely. Forget about the, you know, and I'm using a 10R right now. Nice, yeah. And and I I have, I don't know, I'm finding myself like less yes. oriented or less, I uh, or more, dis- sorry, more distracted to like do other shit. Yes. And uh-huh. then uh, just to kind of be inspired in that moment. I, but, uh, I really miss the form factor of like the iPhone 5, 5S. Yeah. The SE, yeah. I think that was the perfect. Yeah, and I actually have a few other iPhone only artist friends who like think the same thing. Like it's weird. It's yeah. weird that people like us who are doing like I don't know, very like very uh, kind of I guess like extreme things on an iPhone wouldn't want like the biggest thing. But I think if you're someone who is like excited about the idea of using a phone to do creative work, you're excited because like you can do it anywhere or even with one hand and like, yeah, it's getting harder to do that with, you know, the bigger phones. What, what I realized what was exciting about it was it's the, the perceived imperfections, the limiting form factor, the limiting. Yeah, kind of I think exactly. Pixel rate, you know? Yes. That those constraints, which have also been a huge theme in the work I've done, just constraints in general. I, th- I think they're so helpful with especially creative work. And yeah, having that smaller screen, there's also like an attitude about it. But I think I always felt like, maybe you just said this word as well, but I always kind of felt like, you know, some kind of renegade or like a lot of the apps that I was using, they weren't even like exclusively for art. So I always kind of felt like I was like hacking things and like, yeah, just like finding weird workarounds, and for so, and like somehow like just doing it on such an absurdly small thing like made it even more fun. But like, yeah, now it feels like hmm, yeah, like this is like doable. Like this seems like an appropriate thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could do on this device. Maybe yeah. that's part of have, it as well. Have you ever? Um, I guess I had just assumed this, but I wanted to make sure I asked you in this conversation. Have you ever displayed your work like in a gallery or in an installation? Yeah, I have. I've done um, a few. Um, I think mostly in uh, in Harrisonburg, which is like the town I'm I'm from in the in the Shenandoah Valley. I've had, mm-hmm. I've, I've done like three shows here. I've done a, I did one really cool one um, before. It was like before day a thousand, but I had over like a hundred of my pieces on display at the same time. And that was when I was using a smaller phone because like the, the statement was like, it was actually the first time I had ever seen any of like my designs, uh, printed. Yeah. And not in like a two inch by two inch square. They had them all blown up to like, I think most, I had a hundred at four inches by four inches. And then I had like a few that I really liked that were at like 10 inches. Uh And it was, yeah, it was an, it was an amazing experience. Um, and I think I would like to do, I would really like to do more things like that. I think it would be really fun to see all of my work kind of at once 
and have some kind of a thing that you could walk through and kind of like see how it's changed and also like stay the same. Kind of like a retrospective or something. Yeah. Like even if, even if I could do something like that just for me and nobody, you know, came, it would, it would be lovely. (laughs) I would, I would still love it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, God, having like a hundred pieces or more at once I had, I've had installations of like maybe six to 15 pieces. Yeah. And I've made some like, if I, if I found a way to hack an image to get like a PNG, like to output Mm -hmm. in like PNG and have like a higher pixel rate, I could blow one up to like, I don't know, maybe 16 by 24. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but most pieces were like about a foot, you know, maybe 12 right. inch square, mm-hmm. eight inch square. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of those, like the earliest designs I've made since I was making them on like a iPhone five, the, like they're only like 800 pixels by 800 pixels or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like now I'm, now I set most everything at like 4,000 pixels by 4,000 pixels. Yeah. And I don't even, I think that's actually not even like an appropriate file size to upload to Instagram, but I just, I don't know. It's too hard for me to try to optimize it for Instagram. I just don't care enough, which is terrible. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to squash, well, they're, but they're going to squash it anyway. I yeah. mean, they, you know, they compress it down to, to guard, you know, I don't want to say garbage because it's still beautiful to see, but, but yeah, I agree but, with you. Yeah, they do. They do compress it. Um, yeah, but uh it's like the my, the designs i make now are actually i'm getting into a much better cadence i think post day 1000 with like making it a more kind of like meaningful like sit down dedicate some time to this rather than yeah. like um coming back squeeze but, it in yeah, yeah i've i i don't know it's 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 a uh, i've like kind of i guess i'm realizing hey like this is actually like a really important part of my life and it's like one of my favorite things I do, like I can, you know, uh, kind of treat it like that, um, as a, as like a gift I'm giving myself. That's also been one of the, like the best things I think I've, uh, done is when when I was talking about like those stories I was telling myself in the beginning about how insecure I was about my work. Um, yeah, the theme of stories has been huge in this project and just realizing kind of like all that stuff is kind of just in our heads. Yeah. And there's, if like, if you're an artist, creative person, I think there are lots of things in our heads. And I just started telling myself kind of like a mantra, I guess, maybe before day a thousand that the reason I'm doing this work is like, it's for me. I, I make the, I make these designs because they help me because they help me uh, feel like me. They help me feel less anxious and that they like maybe heal me in some way. And like, I didn't even really like, I guess, believe that story at first, but I didn't like the story, you know, I was telling myself before, which was, I can't do this. You know, maybe, maybe I should stop this. Maybe this doesn't, you know, maybe this art's no good, you know, stuff like that. So I just started, every time I would hear myself saying those things, I would think like, no, you know, that those aren't the thoughts I'm going to think. Actually, instead, remember, this art helps you. This art heals you. This art, you know, helps so much. And it's really, it, like, I, it, it was hard to, I don't know, do that at first. But now, like, 
I believe that. I've told that story to myself enough times that I believe it, which I think is the important part. Whether it's actually true or not, I believe it now. So it's true. <laughs> this, yeah, it's it's and it's so great to hear it again, like coming from someone else. I feel like at this point, like people like us, we can almost create like a theorem or some kind of a uh some kind of something to prove like yes these devices uh based on their design and the kind of content that's that's being fed you know through the, through the tube mm-hmm. so to speak can be detrimental to people's uh brain patterns mm-hmm. attention awareness so on and so forth yet we've found with these tools you know with these platforms with this ecosystem of apps that there are amazing uh human human and technology human and tech experiences to be had in a in a form of entrainment right in a and like sort of creating a flow state having it be visually oriented like i wonder if we could <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting at here, but like, I feel like I'm. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, no, no, I think I do know what you're saying. It's like, uh, the, the idea of like iPhone being addicted to your smartphones is something I think about a lot where it's just like that is, uh, because like in some ways I'm like, yeah, like, I guess I am sure in some way, if you like want to think about it like that, uh, but I guess, yeah, it's interesting to think about the breadth of experiences you could you can have with something like your smartphone, where it's like people who use them all the time, there's like a narrative that like those people are like addicted to social media uh, and, you know, other sorts of things that maybe we shouldn't be spending so much time on. Um, yeah, but it's it's interesting to think about like well actually i don't actually do that many of those things on my phone what i do on my phone all day is to make art um it's just like an interesting way to challenge those ideas i may have just lost you well that's really interesting because i was going to mention this thought or finish this thought and then say that I'd like to um, continue this conversation in a part two because I actually have to leave to go pick up my daughter from preschool. But I wanted to take this moment to thank, <laughs> thank Jeff. Uh, he's probably off this call right now due to technical glitchery. But uh, thank you, Jeff, for taking the time to dive into origin story and the love for this hotly contested technology, you know, trying to be creative, not even trying the ability to be creative with mobile devices and to share uh, that creativity and to have it be an ongoing conversation is really magical. And it's very much like in the here and now, Object, objectively speaking, at this time you know, of existence. So uh, check out Jeff on Instagram at 
Taylene, T-E-Y-L-E-E-N, and check him out on Patreon as well. You can find the Patreon information to support his work as he goes to, what what did he say? Maybe 3,000 days of creating a piece of art every single day. Um, So check him out on Instagram, find the information for Patreon, and thanks for listening.